Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. We are at a completion of round four in the Host Plus Sandful League where fierce rivalries, as you know, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh here on SENSA joined by Dan Menzel. Menz, before we get into the week in review... How are you? How's your week been? How was your weekend? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week, Walshy. It's uh, we we played Sunday, so after coming off a Monday game, you have a six day break. It just feels like you got such a short week. So another six day break this week. So we're just trying to cram everything in, but uh, going well. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I've been uh, watching closely over the weekend, not just uh, in the the men's, but also the women's competition. And I wanted to ask you something in regards to your preference of playing football. Are you more of a warmer spring kind of early autumn condition player or do you like the cold stuff where the rain starts falling? Because this weekend it's supposed to be quite wet. And, of course, you played the majority of your football down at Cadinia Park where it was cold and wet a lot of the time too. What what do you like playing footy in? Uh, look, I've always been one who prefers the warmer conditions. Uh, I think as you get older as well, the body doesn't move as well in the colder conditions. And so if I had a choice, I'd have you a 25-degree day, nice sunny day. But at the same time, I played a lot of footy and trained a lot in the wet in Geelong. And you just you adapt. You get used to it. Once the, once the body's going, the adrenaline's pumping, you don't really think about it. Did you ever long sleeve? I did, and I didn't get a kick, so I've decided not to go back is there. It, is it that superstitious that some players go, like, you know what, this this top allowed me not to have a possession, so I'll never look at that again? Uh, I think he, for something like that, like a Guernsey, which is your main item that you wear, then yes, I think so. I think players will go, well, I just feel different or I don't feel comfortable in it. Um, boots are the same. Uh, I... I uh, I did uh, three ACLs in the one pair of boots, which I didn't realise until afterwards, and I quickly wow. threw them out. So uh, I think players, yeah, when they're, they're not playing well, they'll look at different things, or when they are going well, they'll, they'll also look at what's working. Do you have long-sleeve options at Woodville West Torrens, and does anybody go with a long-sleeve? Because your brother's a bit of a long-sleever, isn't he? he? He does wear it on the odd occasion. I wore one last year, as well as about eight of our team did last year. When Eagles played South Adelaide, it was the worst weekend we had last year. Yes. Torrential rain uh the 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 ground was just muddy everywhere the score is about 26 to 28 so that's probably the conditions that i will bring it out and what what's the coaching staff like because i i recall if we talk about the afl there was a, a time when clarko was coaching hawthorne against gws at monica i think and he did laps of monica over with his shirt off yeah, just to show so that the cold that. weather shouldn't impact anybody but we're getting into the colder parts of 2023 yeah i think that's the old school style approach i don't think coaches are too fussed about it nowadays um you still will get your occasional clark though which is good to see mm, okay well it's been a massive week right across south australia let's review Fighting it right your now performance review it says more about me than you. 
It's morally defeating and often misleading, but this is the best we can do. So here we go. Interesting week of results, Dan Menzel, uh, round four of the Host Plus Sandful League. Uh, let's talk through it, mate. Yeah, so Sturt took on Central Districts on Saturday at Wigan Oval. And look, Centrals were really good in this one. They led the game the whole day and looking forward to chatting with Josh Hone a little bit later. He kicked the match winner in this one. And it meant that the Double Blues remain undefeated on top, the only team that still remains undefeated in this comp. What do we make of Centrals? I mean, this is the team that had... uh the only win against Adelaide who ended up dominating South at Adelaide Oval by 84 points and Central's getting so close to Sturt who are sitting on top of the table. So they've, they've had a brilliant start to the season. Yeah, they have. And and we mentioned last week that they play at home well. I, I wanted to see how they go away from home and to go to Wigan Oval, arguably the hardest test in the game at the moment in the sample and to go down by three points is a massive tick of approval for them. So they, are, they have had a really good first month of the season. Having a look at Adelaide and South Adelaide, it's not just an 84-point victory, but kicking eight goals in the, the final term, and they were pretty inaccurate too. 19 goals, 20-7-8. to seven, eight. Um, Was this something which was always going to happen, considering this was at Adelaide Oval? Yeah, look, it's, it's one that you, if you're South Adelaide, you'd be extremely disappointed. You get the opportunity to play at Adelaide Oval, and showcase your skills, and, and this is what you dish up, and I think we'll delve into this one in the coming segments. But, yeah, Adelaide, they kicked two goals nine in the third quarter. This should have been more than 100 points. Uh, North Adelaide and the Eagles, your team. So Jacob Surgeon's North Adelaide now go three and one, sitting fourth on the table, um, and the Eagles are, are one and three. So um, a, a challenging couple of weeks for your side. Um, you obviously have a vested interest in what happened in that game. How would you review that? Yeah, look, it was a really tough, challenging game. This one, uh, North Adelaide, very, very strong and contested at home, and. Had a couple of goal lead and just held on to that throughout the match. And uh, it's one that it is difficult to win at Prospect as well. And, and they were good on the day north. Westies and Port had a, a trip away from the Adelaide CBD where Port Adelaide get their first win of the season too. And a, and a great tribute to Russell Ebert. Yeah, it was a great tribute. And it's a big win for Port Adelaide. They, they needed this, the steadier, to get themselves going and get their season going. But at the same time, it's equally as disappointing for West Adelaide. They... They were eight goals to one down at half time. They just got blown out the gates earlier. They came back and showed they were more than good enough to win this game. But uh, I think it's one that they've certainly dropped the bloods. Norwood, uh, really concerning me at the moment as we, we have a look at the, the final match of round four where they're winless, but they've, they've got a really poor percentage too sitting at the bottom of the table. Um, and we've spoken about this for the past few weeks, men. It's, it's losing games at, at home that they're struggling with. And then... They've got to go to Albany on the weekend and play against Port Adelaide where um, that, that's similar to a showdown, traditional rivals where where they're not guaranteed to win that game either. Yeah, exactly right. It's uh, And you, it depends on what Port team is in and what AFL players uh, are playing, but it is real concerns for the Red Legs. They are averaging 47 points a game mm. in attack. You're not going to win many, if any, games with that. So... There is some real concerns there and how do they kick a score, but they're also conceding uh, more than 90 points a game as well. So real challenges down at the parade. All right, fierce rivalries on and off the field. The host plus Sandfall League, nothing beats it. Let's find out what you like. like 
Hey, what I liked was the Crow sample team and their attacking game style. Now, we all love going to the footy and watching scores kicked in high scores. They test opposition defences out better than anyone. They've got the players to do it. They had more than eight scoring shots in every quarter on the weekend. So if you're a Crows fan and you rock up early to go to the Sample game, you would be wrapped in what you're seeing in terms of the way they're playing. And I think it's a bit of a lesson to the rest of the coaches in the competition. They've also almost scored 100 points more than Sturt. So as you said, they're attacking. They were really inaccurate, as I said, against South. And um, what what also shows is you say Harry Schomburg stepped up to play in the AFL side on the weekend. Jackson, Jackson Haitley was the best for Adelaide over the weekend and um, competition on the training track at Westlakes means that Adelaide are there under Mickey God and they want to win that flag and I feel like it's a good time to be a crow at the moment with the depth of their squad. It really is and and you need that too because if you're not getting a game in the AFL, the last thing you want to do as an AFL list of players is to go back and play in the sandful for a team that is really poor. That is absolutely numbing. That that drains your confidence. It drains everything about you. Whereas at least if you're going back and going, hey, we've got a good team. It's going to be enjoyable. I'm playing footy with my mates. Then it, it brings that exuberance and it brings that real camaraderie. And uh, Matt Crouch didn't even play in this game mm. too. So the upside there for the Crows is massive. They lose Shane McAdam for a couple of weeks. I think he's out with injury, but that's about it. They've got a very fit squad. Daniel Menzel, what didn't you like from round four's action? Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy. It's got to be South Adelaide. It's the team that the Crows played against. Now, their premiership drought is since 1964. And and leading into this season, a lot of the talk and hype was they've recruited well enough. Maybe this is the season for them. Well, last week they lost to West Adelaide, which is a bad loss. Uh, Adam Harler's still getting that team going and the way they want to play. And then to be pumped like this by the Crows at Adelaide Oval, where they're going to have to play finals footy, uh, it is really concerning for South Adelaide and what's happening there. They take on Glenelg this week. Yes, it's at home, but Glenelg's in some good form. Uh, there's some real worries there for the uh, Panthers. This year for South Adelaide would be the year that they really would have focused on to, to make finals. They had a disappointing year last year, the year before they made the finals, but they've got those experienced players like SENSA's Bryce Gibbs, um, Matty Broadbent there, that probably uh, they're closer to the end of their career as they are the start of it. So they want to make an impact right now, and it's – as you said, there's there's no better place to do it than Adelaide Oval. 100%. And and to add to those names that you mentioned, they brought in Sam Skinner from mm. Port Adelaide from the AFL. They brought in Eli Smith, also Zach Sprow, and Kobe Much came across. So they've recruited what some would say as well as anyone in the competition. So certainly they'll be extremely disappointed with the previous fortnight of results, and they've got to do something to turn this around. Let's talk about the Sandful W. Because girls is Certainly heating up in the uh, Host Plus Sandful W League. Finals approaching really soon, men's. Yeah, it is. And it's it's good to see one of the teams that's a real standout at the moment is Central Districts. Now, they have nearly locked up the top two spot after coming from 19 points down to beat North Adelaide by a point on the weekend. And a little shout-out to Caitlin Rosenweek. She has come back from an ACL injury last year. She's leading the goal-kicking in the comp with 15 and has kicked seven over the last fortnight of games. So she's playing really well. We saw a draw as well mm. in the Women's League. So West Adelaide and the Eagles had a draw 
in that, which was the first draw for the season. Sturt and Glenelg went down, but they are even in fourth position with just percentage keeping the double blues inside the top four at the moment. I had a chat to Caitlin Pope from North Adelaide, uh, who's been drafted to the uh, power in the AFLW side. And I, I just asked her, I said, what's it like to lose? Because North Adelaide have had such a really good run in the Sandful W. They went without a loss in a, a couple of seasons. And she said, it just sucks. Like, no matter how many premierships you win, that feeling of a loss still hurts just as much, which I, th- I think it's a really interesting thing to note because they're outside of that finals race at the moment. That would have really hurt over the weekend. But from a team that only knows success, we see it with some sides in um, the, the Sandful at the moment with Norwood coming yep. off a premiership. They're, they're yet to win a game. So it'd be challenging. It's a great call. They, they take on South Adelaide this week, who is top of the table. And I think... When you lose every week or you don't make finals, it becomes, it's not good, but it becomes somewhat normal and and you don't have the ups and downs as much or the fluctuation. Whereas when you have had that ultimate success, you've won those premierships, you don't expect to lose. So you start questioning everything. And I have no doubt at Nord right now, there would be so many questions and not many answers in terms of what is happening. We won the premiership only six months ago. Yep. A team that defeated them on the weekend in round four was Glenelg. Their head coach, Darren Reeves, is going to join us next and shortly after that um, ahead of his 150th game this weekend from the Double Blues. Josh Hone, it is the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League on SENSA. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel joining you on SENSA on this Wednesday afternoon, heading into round five of the Host Plus Sandful League. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. It was a good weekend for the Bays, defeating Norwood by 30 points in the end. And we are very lucky to be speaking to the head coach of Glenelg, Darren Reeves. Thanks for joining us on the Sandful Show, Darren. A good weekend last weekend as you prepare for another challenge this weekend. No, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Now, Reva, just want to ask you, you're late to the fold for Glenelg in the preseason. Start of January, you obviously got the role. How much could you implement game plan-wise uh, and how much was already there that you just continued on from? Um, probably a little bit, mate, to be honest. we I mean, I sort of had a clear idea on some just some key elements that we could improve pretty quickly or I felt we could improve pretty quickly. When I think the brand or the talent pool that they had and, and some of the elements of that that they already had in place um, excited me, but um, I, we, we felt like we needed to be able to defend better forward of the ball and um, how that would look for our, our back half of the ground and then what that could then provide from a ball movement perspective and opportunities forward of the ball ball in hand. So that, that were probably the two key elements. I think the SNFL's the game now where it's about score from turnover and being able to stop opposition scoring from turnover. So there was a real focus on, on, on being able to do that better. Now, before you took this role, you were obviously at North Adelaide in an assistant coach capacity. But before that, you were the NT Thunder head coach. So the question I've got is, what learnings from being the coach at NT Thunder have you been able to take into this second stint as a senior coach at this level? Um, I think probably the, the one big learning out of that was I mean, the elements of coaching that I that are dear to me or are really important to me, the relationship side of it and the communication side of it, that was paramount in the role in NT Thunder with the way the system was set up and players based all over the territory um, and not having access to them day to day and only sort of seeing them on a Friday leading into games. 
the ability to be able to communicate really well, particularly with the under Indigenous kids that, I mean, some of them didn't speak English great. So uh, they, that, that was important to me. And I think that probably was the, I mean, the key, it's the key to my coaching. Um, and it just probably reinforced that that was um, really important. And then being able to sort of implement a style of play or how we wanted to play with limited access to players. So, I mean, that was key to me. But then it probably that helped for me to be able to come into a role like this late and, and have confidence in that, that I could do that pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I don't... When that program was running, I don't think there was a more challenging job in Australia at, at state league level. So um, you take confidence out of that I was able to manage my way through that and um, be able to sort of handle anything that was thrown at me this at, in, in this type of role. Darren, what does your coaching look like? We briefly mentioned just then about your experience at North Adelaide and one of the, the standouts for North Adelaide and the system that um, people like yourself and Serge has been a part of is it's not just the, the senior men's team, which has been really strong, the, the women's team winning back-to-back flags and the reserves, which you're a part of. So for you as a coach, is it a focus for you to make sure that all facets of Glenelg are connected or is it specifically um, the senior men's team that you are locking in on when it comes to your mindset? No, it's the whole club. I mean, right through and I'm fortunate to be able to have a little bit to do with our women's program and Lexi uh, Edwards and the, and the senior coach with our women's program. And obviously, Richie Douglas is working here full time so and then part of our program as well so that it sort of all interconnects. Um, I mean, we're really focused on our reserves at the top of the table at the moment. I haven't haven't lost them. There's an element of we've got some really nice talent coming through, having won the under-18s last year um, and been really strong in the under-age system. But it's important when my focus week to week, early part of the week is obviously to get to all of our league players in terms of vision and feedback and and um, conversations, etc. But from once I get to sort of Tuesday and Wednesday, it's a real shift to then spending a lot of time with the reserves guys and it's same having as many conversations and one-on-one catch-ups as I possibly can with those guys because in the end, it's, it's a whole club. Like for us to be successful at league level, you need pressure coming from behind. You need some, some guys that are ready to step up and play at league level pretty quickly. And that was really our focus at North Adelaide. Um, I felt like we did that pretty well over the last three or four years that you know, our reserves were, were incredibly competitive and strong week to week and that consistently put pressure on didn't mean that they always got opportunity but there was always guys that were pushing to play league footy so it's definitely a whole club focus um, for us at Glenelg. I'm a bit of a deep thinker when it comes to coaching um, Darren and I wanted to ask you if I was to to pull Liam McBean aside and said hey tell us about your coach and what you've learned about him and how he's adapted to the group what would Liam say to us how would you describe your coaching style and method which is obviously connecting with the players at the moment because you're getting results um I'd like to think that he um he's able to challenge me as much as I challenge him I think that's one of the real important things for me as a coach like I, a lot of the conversations I had with these guys early was I don't know everything. I'm learning every day as well. And if you feel like I'm not making the right decision or you're not agreeing with something we're doing, I want them to be able to come and challenge me and challenge our coaching group. Um, that that was That's really important for us. And um, I feel like we've got that relationship now that these guys can come at any point and say, no, I don't think this is right. Or, you know, what if we do this? And I'm really open to that. And um, I think that's that's really important in, in modern business, sport, whatever it looks like. I think everyone's got to be prepared to be challenged to be better. Now, Reva, you've had three wins on the trot. You've dominated the inside 50 count the last three weeks. Is there a real focus on getting the ball in quick to your deep and dangerous key forwards? Certainly is, mate. I mean, 
I, I think there's so many stats in football that can you can make to look however you want them to look. And for me, my mindset and thought process around football has always been that the more times you get the ball inside forward 50, the more opportunities you have to score, the ter- you win the territory battle. And in the end, you've got to score more points to the opposition to win. So while we want to stop opposition scoring, our talent is forward of the ball. So we've got to get it in there and give our guys... Um, the best opportunity to put that on the scoreboard. And I mean, you mentioned Liam before, and he probably hasn't hit the scoreboard as he would normally would, or he has in the previous years. But I feel like what he's doing um, in his game is creating opportunities for Luke, Lachlan Hosey and, and Luke Reynolds, etc., and these guys to be able to do what, what they're doing as well. So, absolutely, it's a focus for us to be able to play for half football. And I mean, I must, I must admit, I said to our guys out of the weekend, I thought our third quarter on Sunday was the best quarter of football we've played this year, and was one goal each at the end of the quarter, but I got all our guys to go back and watch the third quarter because we were relentless in our sort of forward half pressure and and defence behind the ball, and we just kept pumping the ball inside forward 50, and it didn't turn into scoreboard reward, but I reckon that was what broke the game open in the last quarter. We almost wore them down to the point the game opened up, and those guys then got plenty of space to be able to do what they do. So just on the focus then in terms of getting it inside 50, you take on South Adelaide this week at Flinders University Stadium. Now, that ground is much longer and bigger than Stratorama uh, Oval. So will there be a shift, I guess, in the way you play in terms of building the ball up more because your entries won't be as deep as they would potentially at home? Is there much uh, emphasis put on that? Uh, That's a great question. Um, I think the bonus for us is we've spent all pre-season training at SEBI, which is... Uh, probably not quite as big, but it's much bigger than here at Stratorama. So, I mean, our ball movement and how we want to move the ball has been honed around that. So I'm pretty confident that our method will hold up. Um, there's also that element that we able to, you need to be able to find another another ball at some point to be able to get the deeper entries. But, but I think we're pretty comfortable too that you, you almost play what the opposition give you. Like if they defend the deeper one, I think feel like we've got some guys that can hit the scoreboard from a bit further out as well. So it's having having a bit of an all-round sort of focus on it. But, no, I'm pretty confident that the work we've done since the beginning of January will, will hold us in good stead, be it on small ground or large grounds. Now, Darren, um, Daniel Menzel and myself are massive NBA fans with the playoffs happening mm-hmm. at the moment. And what we noticed during the playoffs, no matter your relationship with the team and the uh, individuals that you're playing against, you could have been part of their wedding party, you could have been great friends or former teammates. They refuse to speak with one another or text one another or have any communication in the lead-up to a match. Does this mean after this week is taken care of, you will refuse to speak with Jacob Surgeon in preparation to take on the Roosters? (laughs) No, I mean, Serge is a unique character and I've got ample time for him, mate. We speak, we still speak regularly now. We speak weekly um, now. Um, we've actually got the, we're both involved with the, the state program, which begins next week. So we're going to have a couple of sessions where we're going to have to speak to each other. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure we'll talk too much about that Saturday coming up, but um, no, we'll keep communicating. And no, I'm, I'm where I'm at right now because of what Serge has been able to do for me over the last few years. So incredibly grateful for him and I'll keep leaning on him um, and, and I'm sure he'll he'll lead on me at different times as well. Darren Reeves, all the best for this week. You take on South Adelaide. Thanks for joining us here on The Sample Show.
No, pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys. Great to speak with Darren Reeves there. I wanted to ask you, men's, before we head to the break, what's it like when you get a new coach into a, a lineup or an assistant coach? Because obviously Darren's made his way into Glenelg where he needs to stamp his authority in a sense. And he, he's now been given an opportunity to express himself in his coaching style and find his own voice, which would be challenging to start off with but also exciting for some of the younger players that may not necessarily have been given a chance. If you look at something close to home for you, like Connor McLeod immediately leaves Woodville West Torrens and goes to um, Glenelg thinking he's going to get an opportunity yep. under a new coach, which is great. What does this mean for the players? Would they feel rejuvenated and excited or does it take time for both to transition? Oh, there's going to be a natural time for transition, but I think it definitely is a breath of fresh air for them. I think that's what they lacked in the past, and that's why they made the move. And, yes, it was late in the piece. But I think uh, one thing he said there, and I think this is a great learning tool or point for any coaches out there, is he talked about the vulnerability that he showed to his playing group Mm. and saying that I'm still learning. Uh, I want you to challenge me on things. I want you to, if you've got an idea, raise that idea with me because – they're learning together, and I love that point he made, and I think that's something that potentially they have lacked in the past. And so that will bring the cohesion of the group much greater and together, and, and we're seeing it at the moment from them. Our power rankings are not too far away where Dan Menzel goes through them, and I'm interested to see if Adelaide have moved up because they've been number one for longer than I can remember until last week where he dropped them, and then the, probably the most contentious issue is where do Woodville West Torrens sit in the power ranking so that will preview this weekend's matches too fierce rivalries on and off the field the host plus sandful league nothing beats it it's the sandful show on senSA on senSA welcome to the sandful show fierce rivalries nothing beats the host plus sandful league Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel joining you on senSA very soon, men's your power rankings. We need to get to that because I'm hearing they're quite controversial today. <laughs> but beforehand, it was another great weekend for the double blue Sturt undefeated on top of the table in the host plus Sandful League. And dual premiership forward Josh Hone joins us right now, leading up to his 150th game. Congratulations, Josh, and what a what a perfect time to play for Sturt. Yeah, g'day guys. Thanks for having me. Um, appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, it's been uh, good. We're sitting in a nice position at the moment. Um, four and zero, so we can't complain. Um, I think it sort of carried a bit of momentum probably from last year in our back end of the year. Um, so we've put ourselves in a good position uh, leading up to a tough challenge over the next month. Speaking of not being able to complain, Josh, you, you're averaging as a team uh, more than 90 points a game with multiple avenues to go. Last year, a touch under 70. You must be pretty pleased as a forward with it coming in and, and hitting the scoreboard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we felt... Um, we've had a lot more opportunities probably this year, and that shows with our, our points per game. So I think the last probably last, uh, last two or three years, our ability to kick goals was, was low. So um, there's a lot of pressure on sort of our defensive efforts and keeping other teams at low scores. So um, it is a positive um, definitely this year and something we hope we can continue to build on. Now, on the weekend, the three-point win over Central District Footy Club. You kicked the match winner on the weekend. It was a beautiful use of the body. How up and about were you when that went through? Um, it did happen all pretty quickly, but I was pretty pumped. I think there was a bit of a celebration. Um, almost pushed Stephen Slimming off his feet. So, <laughs> um, But no, it was a tight game. I think there was about five lead changes in the last quarter. So um, it could have gone either way. Um, Central's are a, a good outfit. They 
it was a pretty scrappy game. Our oval um, after a bit of rain was um, quite muddy, so it was tough conditions, but no, we were stoked to get over the line. We talk about Patrick Wilson and we could do that non-stop, but I wanted to ask you about the inclusion of Marty Frederick into the team this season. Um, he's had an outstanding first couple of games and we asked Marty Matner about this last week. What's he like to play with and what sort of dynamic force does he bring to the side? Yeah, definitely. Um, Marty's been a great inclusion for us. Um, he's only a young felony. He was mates with a lot of our guys outside of football, even when he was at Port. So um, he's been massive to come into our side, um, especially on the wing, um, his ability to use his uh, speed and agility. And he's been able to push forward and, and kick some pretty nice goals, including a good one from the pocket on the weekend. But, yeah, we're happy he's on our side. Um, I've had a few tough games where I've been chasing him, so it's nice um, to have him in double blue. Men's and I continually talk about Tom Lewis as well. And I, I feel like um, he, he's had s- such hard luck when it comes to his body and injury. And it, now it seems that once he's fit and ready to go, he's unstoppable. I mean, he would be right up there with the McGarry votes at the moment. You would think he'd be in contention to be selected to play for South Australia in the West End State team. But he's an outstanding young footballer. Yeah, you're right. Tommy, he's a, he's a very hard worker. Um, he is the ultimate professional, basically. Um, he... Gets himself up each week somehow after he cops a, a battering. So, um, but I think our mid group, mid group as a whole. Um, you touched on Paddy Wilson before, but um, no, they've been awesome for us. Uh, they work as a um, a great unit together. Um, but yeah, Tommy, he's he's putting his best foot forward, and um, hopefully there's a few um, state games um, or even AFL games ahead of him still. Now, Josh, you're coming up to game 150 this week, as we touched on. Now, you're only 26 years of age. So does that mean that uh, you're only maybe halfway through the career and we could see 300 on the cards? <laughs> 300 might be pushing us there we go. <laughs> um, but, no, it's been been exciting. I've been pretty lucky um, to play pretty consistent football since 17 uh, when I made my debut. Um, coming with that, I haven't had too many injuries as well, um, other than a stress fraction, a hamstring, which put me out for about 10 weeks. I've been um, able to stay in the park, which has been nice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a good journey and hopefully there's a few more to come. Now, you've got a, another big matchup this weekend, but has the start of the season just given you guys that confidence to go into every game, knowing the evenness of the Host Plus Sandful League, but also for you thinking we have the opportunity to win every game that we play? Yeah, um, you're probably right. I mean, um, the way we started, like I said, it, it's very pleasing. We knocked off um, good now uh, in round one, which we probably saw as a benchmark. Um, but to come out and have a convincing win on Easter against Nord as well um, after they had a, a tough start to round one. Um, but, yeah, we feel we're confident in our game plan. Um, we've got the players to sort of carry us through. Um, obviously, footy's a long year, but we've put ourselves in a good position at 4-0. and zero. Um, But we got, we got North coming up and Crows and some pretty decent teams as well in the top four. So it's a challenge we're looking forward to, and hopefully we can... Um, keep going with our strong record. Well, congratulations on your career to date. And uh, look, if you need me to give Dan Menzel a little corky or anything um, in the studio Lumo here because you're preparing to face the Eagles, um, I can certainly do that. But again, mate, we mentioned you're only 26 years of age, dual premiership player and uh, a 150 game. So it's certainly worth celebrating. Josh Hone from Sturt. Thanks for your time on SENSA. No worries, guys. Thanks.
Thanks, Joshy. That's amazing, isn't it? Like a couple of flags, 26 years of age, um, and a, a big game this weekend, which you certainly know a lot about, Mins. Huge game this weekend. And yeah, he is. He's only 26. So he's still got a good seven or eight years left. If he wants to play at this level, I looked at it and I was like, he could go 300 if he, yep. if he stays injury free. So it's good to see. And it's good to see he's kicked eight goals this year. He's getting the rewards now. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Your power rankings and the tips for this weekend next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here for the Sandful Show on SENSA. It's been a big show too. Um, if you missed it, we caught up with the coach of Glenelg, Darren Reeves, and we just had a chat through the 150 game up for the undefeated double blues from Sturt, Josh Hone. But right now, men. Power rankings, this is the moment that we have all been waiting for and we get to repurpose these for social media too because they're developing some controversy. They are and it's been a tough week. So I'm expecting some feedback uh, again this week and I'll be interested to see your thoughts on them as well. So let's start with number 10. I'm sorry to do this to the West Adelaide fans out there, but you have to drop back down to number 10. You lost to Port Adelaide who were 10 last week. Um... I thought you should have won two in a row, but it's a disappointing loss and they come in at number 10. Okay, so then at number nine, uh, who fills that spot? Port Adelaide goes up to number nine. They are ninth on the ladder. They've got their first win of the season on the weekend against West, but they just jump above to nine. At number eight, then I've got questions. Yeah, number eight, it's Norwood. They haven't won a game yet. They are the reigning premiers. That's why I don't have them at 10, uh, because I still think there's something there, but they, they need to show more. I'm not sure. Now, let's talk about this. So, Norwood haven't won a game this year, yep. but they are still eighth on the power rankings. Yep. So, wouldn't wouldn't you have them at, at number 10? I mean, these are your power rankings, yep. men's. So, the reason I don't have them there is you have to look at the players they have that they're putting out in the park each week, mm-hmm. and they... I think if you were to go, and I look at this, if these two teams were to play tomorrow, who would I have in front? If Norwood took on West Adelaide or Port Adelaide tomorrow, I believe they would beat them with the players they have in that lineup. Well, we'll find out this weekend. We'll get into the preview in a second. Um, I feel like with Norwood, because we've been doing this show for four or five weeks now, every week we get to either the power rankings or the preview, and I'm thinking... Yeah, Norwood are going to win this week. They'll get back to Norwood. But they just keep disappointing, don't they? Which there would be no one more disappointed than the Twiggy Rawlings and um, Nunny and Matt Panos and these players. But um, it's it's challenging. Okay, let's continue through your power rankings. Sitting at number seven. I've had to move this team down. They were as disappointing as anyone on the weekend at South Adelaide. They, they need to bounce back. See, if I was doing the power rankings, South were that disappointing. I would make them jump two spots. Yeah, they have won two games this year, though. So uh, they sit currently in sixth position on the ladder. And uh, I'm just emotional and extreme. Yep. So that's me. You're balanced and measured. I've moved them around one, and we'll see how they go this week. Okay, in sixth. Uh, Central Districts, they keep rising up the power rankings. Uh, If they keep playing the way they are, they will continue to rise up the rankings. I still... They didn't win on the weekend. Uh, I'd still would like to see them win away from home. But uh, they are moving up in the table. Who's sitting at number five in Daniel Menzel's power rankings? I have the Eagles at five. Now, I thought about dropping them lower than five. Mm -hmm. However, their four games, because of uh, stadium redevelopments, have been away from home. So no home games yet for the Woodverse Torrens. That comes this week against Sturt. So we will see where my Eagles are at this weekend at home. What can you... 
just tell me how much of a difference that makes for you as a player. Is it a comfort zone thing? Is it understanding how the oval works? Is it change rooms? Do you have a particular cubicle you go to if you need to go to the bathroom before the game? Uh, yeah, it's one that most people probably think this shouldn't make any difference at all, but it does make a difference. I don't think that us playing at home makes a major difference for us, but there is certain teams in this competition that it is huge for. Yeah. And one of the reasons is the question I asked to Darren Reeves before about they look to get the ball deep inside 50. Well, at Stradorama Stadium, you can do that from the center of the ground. You can launch and go and get mm. it into McBain and Hosey. Whereas at Flinders University Oval, that ball lands 40 meters out where mm. South and Joey Haynes and these guys catch it and rebound on you. So it does make a difference in terms of your ground size, your dimensions, and then comfort level comes in as well. Number four in your power rankings? Number four is Glenelg. They are playing really well. I think the top four is a fair way in front of the rest of the pack at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Glenelg are could easily go up, but I've got them at four. And three? North Adelaide comes in at number three. They have started to put some really good footy together. They had one bad game, which uh, I'm going to let them off for away from home, but they are at number three. And let's go to the top two. So who's sitting at number two on your power rankings for uh, uh, the fourth round of the Host Plus Sample League? I've moved them down a spot. They're not going to like it. They are the only Ooh. undefeated team in the competition. It is Sturt. They, they did the job at home on the weekend by three points over Central's. They have had three games at home to open the season. They are stiff to not be the number one team, but number two, they are still very high. So who does that leave for number one on your power rankings, Dan Menzel? The Adelaide Crows sample team is the number one team in the power rankings. They won by 84 points at Adelaide over on the weekend, and it should have been 120 if they kicked straight. Mm. This team and their offense is going to be so hard to stop. And what I'm looking forward to is they take on North Adelaide at Prospect this week. So that is going to be, for mine, it's, it has to be the matchup of the round. Uh, and so they are the number one team in this week's Power Rankings. I like it. Let's preview this round five. Footy tips don't improve my life one bit. And so I wonder why I do it. What is the benefit? I would say it makes my life worse. Fierce rivalries on and off the field. The Host Plus Sandfall League, nothing beats it. On Saturday, Centrals against Westies. This is at X Convenience Oval. Who are you tipping and why? Yeah, Central Districts at home have been very good this year. They will win again and continue their uh, good performances. What would Jacob Surgeon be saying to the boys as North Adelaide prepare to take on Adelaide at Prospect on the weekend? I mean, how do you how do you find deficiencies and weaknesses? I mean, they've got they're a strong team everywhere, and this is what's always going to happen when you have a fit side. So, you would think maybe in the next month or so, when some injuries start occurring, that players will have to go and help out the AFL side. That's just the natural evolution of sport where it probably brings them back to the pack a bit. But how do you prepare to take on Adelaide after what they did to South? Yeah, look, it's it's a great challenge because Adelaide are the number one ranked offensive team in this competition, averaging 108 points a game, mm. while they come up against North Adelaide, who's the number one defensive ranked team in the competition, who only concede 56 points a game. So... If you're Jacob Surgeon, you're saying that. You're saying, guys, we have been so good at stopping teams from scoring. Yeah, this team's very good at it, but we'll back in our system to keep them to a low score. So who are you tipping? I am going to go with Adelaide. I think they're the number one team in the comp for a reason at the moment. Also on Saturday, Flinders University Stadium, it's South and the Bays. I think South will be better, but I'm a bit concerned with their performances of late, and I think Glenelg will keep rolling and win four in a row. At Albert and Port Adelaide take on Norwood, and look, that's the bottom two teams on the table, but I reckon this is going to be a big match. I really do too. I'd said the game of the round is North and Adelaide. Well, this could be too, for the wrong reasons. Um, 
I want to know where you're going for this because you talked about Norwood every week and them not getting the job done. I'm going to pick Norwood. Who do you think? It's the J-Spode Cup, really. It is. Um, look, I, I, I feel that Norwood are going to bounce back. Port Adelaide have shown um, a little bit. I don't know what to take out of their win against Westies because Westies were pretty poor on the weekend. So uh, I feel Norwood going into this game would be really confident. Oh, I think so too. However, if they lose this week, is their season done? Zero and five, it's pretty hard to make it back to finals from there. I think so. Considering how strong the top four sides are, yep. let alone the top five. I mean, I don't see Sturt stumbling at any stage soon. Adelaide are going to be top two, if not top. And then it's kind of Glenelg North Central's in the mixer for whatever. So um, I, I feel that if you get left behind, yep. you're going to be chasing 100%. every other team because it's so even this year. Even you look at South and, and your team, Woodville West Torrens, we're really close to actually having – I mean, if this this was made a top seven, you'd be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great call. Um, but you're right, you do. You fall behind quickly. And if you like, – we've taken on a lot of the top teams, and, and so the draw does come around to you. But in saying that, zero and five, I think it's too hard to come back from. The best players for Port Adelaide over the past few weeks have been um, Tom Scully, who's a, a big, tall player. And then pr- prior to that, it was Ollie Lord. So they're, they're big men are getting – the, the best players. I'd like to see a few more midfielders do yep. well. And I think Norwood have a really decent midfield. So um, I think Norwood will get that win. And finally on Saturday, 440. So it's twilight footy. Yes. Welcome back to Woodville Oval, the Eagles and the undefeated double blues. It will test our lights out on Saturday night. And uh, yeah, look, Sturt have had three games at home. We haven't had one yet. So it's going to be a really good test. Obviously going to back us in. I think there's a few guys, including myself that have been a little bit underdone and a bit scratchy. You're starting to get some more match fitness. However, that midfielder Sturr has been as good as any in the comp. How's this? Tom Lewis is averaging 16 tackles a game. He's unreal, isn't he? That is unbelievable. He's so fit. And on the weekend, he had 12 clearances as well. So it shows he's doing both. But it's going to be a battle of that midfield. I think we're going to be good enough. But Sturr, if they win this, they go to 5-0. and I. Fierce rivalries on and off the field. The host plus Sandful League, nothing beats it. Make sure you go out and support your team. Go out and watch your game as well. It's going to be a perfect cold weekend to do that. Men's good luck, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Walshie.